Hello and welcome to this episode of B Radio's Workplace Takeover. Today we are joined by Lucy from Double Barreled Brewery. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lucy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we'll start, we'll start off quickly, but um, could you tell us a bit more about what, what is Double Barreled Brewery? Uh, so uh, we have the fabulous pleasure of making beer. Um, so we do it over um, at the edge of um, sort of the end of the Oxford Road, uh, just near Ty- on the edge of Tilehurst. Um, so we've been going um, for a few years and we make kind of modern style craft beer um sort of ales lagers and um, lots of tasty things yeah and um i've noticed that before you actually started double barrel brewery you were you were traveling quite a lot you went to tokyo new zealand uh, rio california melbourne and then you came to reading okay my, my first question is why did you come to reading after visiting all those places <laughs> um so um we actually lived in reading prior to sort of going traveling and um when when we went traveling we were sort of the whole purpose of it was to try and establish um like what what our business could be um and when we came back to the uk we were a bit like well we can kind of go anywhere um but actually we realized there was a bit of a gap in the market in reading um and it has this like sort of really nice balance between uh being kind of close to london but having a smaller community uh, feel and yeah so that's sort of why we ended up here Still. Oh, okay. I mean, they do say that Reading is the Melbourne of the UK. <laughs> um, no, I, I love Reading. I love it. Um, so in terms of what, so why did you go into uh, brewery? Like, did you, did you feel inspired by what you've done uh, whilst you were traveling or is it just something that you've always been passionate about? Um, so it kind of came up. Um, so my, uh, so the business is owned by myself and my husband. Um, and um, my husband's a really passionate home brewer. And when we uh, got married, we decided to brew a beer together as our wedding favour and just really loved the process of working together. So my background, I worked in food and drink marketing. So I'd always really wanted to kind of create my own brand and like lead on packaging design and um, social media and all those aspects of it. So for me, there was like this great opportunity to, you know, I wasn't necessarily an expert in brewing beer, but I really liked the the other side of it once it was a packaged product. Um, So we just sort of, we both had like corporate careers. We'd gone straight into our jobs sort of after uni and um and it just felt like when we we took a bit of a a career break um to to travel but we sort of through that travel we were like let's let's focus it on what we could maybe bring to the UK from a, a unique standpoint in in beer um we also said well if we didn't work it out it didn't work out we'll just um go back to our like our jobs um and you know no harm we've just had an amazing experience in life um and so but yeah we we really loved it and loved the community and and the beer the beer communities you know a bunch of incredibly passionate people so that's great where did the name come from double barrel brewery because it's it's quite a tongue twister it is it is um so this goes back to the the wedding so um because i was taking my husband or now husband's uh double barreled surname um, and he hates having a double barreled surname because it's always associated with sort of, you know, posh people. And actually he, um, his parents who created the double barreled name actually got divorced when he was five. So he was like, well, I'm the only person in my family that's got this name <laughs> and I don't really like it. And so it was a bit of a joke. And then um, and because when we when we did this home brew for our wedding, it was never really meant to be a business. We just kind of called ourselves Double Barrel Brewery. And the first beer was called ginger bearded because i'm ginger and he's bearded you know it was very like 
not set up for sort of yeah, like you know brilliant. like commercial success um but yeah just after that sort of you know we got married in 2015 and we didn't open uh db till 2018 so it was a number of years of sort of working it out in between yeah i mean just mentioning there you you speak a lot about sort of how it's you and your husband a lot you know everything is about you and your husband what, what's that been like and how has that sort of affected you guys personally because you know it's it's tough running a, a new business yeah no it's um it is really hard um we're luckily as, as a couple we have a very different like complementary skill sets um we're very different people but we're very much aligned about where we want to take the business i think one of the hardest things about it is that you know we never leave work so you know, whilst we kind of physically leave the brewery, like we'll sit and, you know, so oh, how, have you done that? Or have we thought about this at like 11 o'clock on a Friday night? And, um, you know, that has its like tr- trials and tribulations in terms of like getting a break, your mental health. Um, and it also through the pandemic, you know, we, we started up and we immediately were hit with like after a year with, oh, all the pubs are closed. And, you know, the for us it's like well this is both our incomes you know there's no one to keep us going we've got to pay the mortgage we've you know we've got to pay our bills so we have to make this work um but in many ways that gives you a different level of energy and it means we put like you know everything into it because there's no alternative really yeah um you promote you know obviously it's a family-owned business which is one of your sort of unique points but it's also quite uh, it emphasizes quite a lot on uh, being eco-friendly and on diversity as well tell us a bit more about that um, a lot of the time with the um, sort of with the beer industry, um, it has been very historically kind of, you know, white male dominated. Um, and there's a lot of historic issues with regards to, you know, how beer has been marketed and targeted. And a lot of assumptions have been made about, you know, all different elements of who should be drinking a pint of beer and, and why. And it was something that we kind of completely disagree with and wanted to sort of shake it up and go you know beer is literally for anyone who wants to drink alcohol um as long as you're over 18 yes as long as yes yes there's a line on there everything <laughs> just gotta make sure yeah. that in there. <laughs> sorry guys um yeah so it, you know but it is something you know it's not about your your gender your race your um sexuality you know it's it's, it's a it's a essentially it's a drink so no one sort of genders you know or or you know says only you know black males can drink um, or eat pizza or drink diet coke you know it's like it's just it just doesn't make any sense so um i don't know why that was happening within the beer community so it's something that was really important for us and also because where we came from and our sort of background like you know we were like we were just coming to this completely like fresh with fresh eyes so the bringing stuff that we wanted to do it was like it was you know a passion we want to be we want to work for a business or run a business that um, we're proud to to run and and it, it upholds our values as as a as a couple as well. And in terms of being eco friendly, then as well, like what what uh, what is Double Barrel Brewery doing um, to make sure that they are being eco friendly? So beer, you know, to the, the process of making beer is um, you know quite an energy high high energy consumption um, element. Um, so we do stuff like we do we work on a lot of water reuse. We do. Um, we do a heck of a lot of sort of recycling, making sure that um, everything we do and how we ship it is most efficient. Um, a lot, one of the things that we, you know, is quite a high um, importance to us is we package a lot of our beer into cans. So they are actually sort of more eco-friendly than bottles. So you can recycle 100% of a can, whereas you can't recycle 100% of a bottle. Um, so there's just those small tweaks. As a brewery, we're not like the, the industry leader in it. Um, 
and we'd love to do more. So, at, you know, some points I'd love to see, you know, solar panels and um, uh, other elements that allow us to be more um, eco-friendly. But it's like doing those small things and having those nods and having that, that consciousness of actually like, you know, the small, all those little small bits make a big difference at the end of the day. Yeah, you mentioned the process of making um, beer and how it's uh, it's a very energy. It consumes a lot of energy. What is the process? I want you to tell me from the beginning <laughs> till you know someone um, takes a sip. What's that? What's that entire process? Okay, so uh, what we do we start off um, with barley. Um, so barley gets uh, goes through a process of malting, uh, which basically just means it's um, it's in simplistic terms, it's sort of. Uh, roasted in a way or treated in a slightly way, different way to create different flavour profiles. Um, we will combine that that uh, malt at that point uh, with water um, and we use good old Reading water. We do some sort of uh, mineral adjustments and we'll also carbon filter it and UV filter it. Uh, but we use uh, the water in Reading to create our beer. Uh, we'll combine that at a temperature to extract the sugars from the malt. And then we will, uh, so that takes about an hour, and we'll then transfer that to another vessel, which is typically called a kettle. And we'll boil that water or uh, wort at that point um, for an hour to uh, remove any bacteria that has might, might have come from, from the, the water profile, but also the malt. Um, and then we'll add hops through that stages. And the, at the point it goes into the kettle, it's an incredibly sweet liquid. So your hops are added um, for aroma and for a little bit of bitterness because at the end of the day, you want to drink a pint and you want it to be nice and sessionable, you know, nice and balanced. You want to have another sip of it at the end of the day. Um, so once that's processed done, we then transfer that to another vessel, which is called our fermentation vessel. Um, and we'll fill, fill that up and then pitch yeast. And the yeast will... Um, eat all the sugars in that have been created through the mashing in process with the malt and that process uh, creates both CO2 and alcohol um, and once it's fermented it will stay in tank for between anywhere from three weeks to seven weeks um, and then it will be packaged into cans or kegs which will um, we sort of for example we'll package into kegs and then deliver it to pubs and bars across the, the country so um, it's a really interesting process it's you know quite heavily involved in uh, like chemistry really um, for from a sort of actual uh, technical process um, but if you do want to know more we offer brewery tours so oh wow uh, brewery tours <laughs> yeah. at Double Barrel Brewery yeah. yeah that sounds interesting that's a long process well I did not expect it to be that long and complex yeah, so it, next time you're having a sip make sure you remember yeah. all the effort that's gone into that yeah. that's amazing um, <laughs> so moving on to sort of maybe more general business um, b- uh, g- businesses what sort of advice do you have for people who are wanting to start their own business because you just sort of saw, saw it as we're going to start it and if it doesn't go good we'll end up just going back to our full time jobs yeah I think it's um I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's an incredibly challenging thing to do. Um, you're, it's a very intense process. Um, I think one of the things that we've uh, you know, really helped off is, is having a really good network of sort of uh, business owners in a similar industry, but also sort of local business owners. And they, there's lots of advice on that. And I think if you're thinking about starting a business, I would... Um, you know try and we spoke to a lot of breweries prior to like whilst we were still kind of brewing in our garage you know sort of 
you know, what are your learnings? What 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 do you think? And people are, you know, more than happy in a small business to to chat about that. Now, obviously, if you're trying to open like a coffee shop next to a, another coffee shop, they're probably not going to be too keen on it. But, you know, there's a, there'll be other coffee shops to talk about and talk with and just understand, you know, what the child tra- challenges they've been through and some of the learnings. But the other thing I would say from that is that every business is different and everyone has their own, like, you know... Um, whole situation and goal from it because some people are really targeting you know super high profits whereas we would probably targeting you know more of a I actually just really want to do something I love um and the reasons why people get into running their own business and making their own money um is completely different um so I think um yeah I would just try and surround yourself with like as many like-minded people as you as you can um and yeah go go from there but be ready to to work harder than you've ever worked before. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure, especially with the, with the pandemic as well, you've had to work even harder as well. All the problems that have come with that, and you've you've recently tested positive for COVID as well. What yes. are sort of some of the um the how, how has that impacted the business? I mean, hugely to be honest. So like pre, pre to March 2020, we didn't have an online shop. So when the pandemic hit, we had no routes to market. So our two biggest things, we've got an on-site tap room where people can come down and drink. And then we ship to pubs and bars across the country. We don't supply supermarkets. Um, and the amount we do for sort of small bottle shops is you know, quite limited. Um, so it was a huge business change for us. Um, but we are still here. You know, We were luckily of a size where we could furlough our team. Um, and myself and my husband just went back to doing everything to try and reduce costs as much as possible. Um, and we just, you know, hit all the socials. We launched an online shop immediately. We were doing, you know, we were brewing and packaging and then we were delivering beer at like, you know, nine o'clock at night to people in their homes. But it was everything we could do to kind of keep going. And then sort of post kind of post sort of super lockdowns, we've had all the other challenges of, you know, dealing with being in a hospitality business and going, okay, well, this this week you need to, to open as a pub. You need to have, you know, some form of like, you know, the Scotch egg gate. Uh, oh, yeah, and you know you need to do table service and then the run up to Christmas last year it was like which should it be our busiest time or oh, actually you know you have to have table service and people have to have a meal and then this this last the last December we were in a situation where everything was open but everyone was scared about going out because because nobody wanted to like ruin that family time where they had hadn't had the previous year so we had no sort of support um, you know, a team there ready and waiting to work. We had a load of beer ready to go out and we had no one really buying at that time. Um, and it's we are constantly facing these challenges and we're now in a business sense, we've just had like situations where we're losing people because of COVID, you know, staff members who are off sick for 10 days, um, which when you're in a production environment and you have to be on site, you know, this is not working from home, uh, behind a desk this is like we need physical bodies on site it's yeah another another challenge we face but I'm hoping I'm sat here thinking we're learning more and that can only be a good thing yeah how uh, how we, we had a sort of previous um, episode where they also spoke about how they um, faced challenges of COVID how important is it to be able to stand up to adversity as a, a, a as an entrepreneur you know when you have these things coming in how important is that is that skill um I mean I think for us we were it was very, very easy to to kind of feel incredibly disheartened and go, how on earth are we going to survive this? Our attitude was and has always been, 
we're not giving up. Mm. Um, the problem is now we're like sort of going into, you know, two years of feeling like that. And now we're faced with, you know, this, the cost of living crisis. We've got more and more problems. Our raw ingredients of going up exponentially are, we don't even want to tell you what our utilities bill is like at the moment. Um, and we, your fight, you know, it's, it's like quite exhausting to be honest, but at the same time, we, we have a team of people like, we have we employ 12 full-time people and they rely on our business for, to pay their rent to pay you know their to, to help their children you know feed their children feed their families so we you know the, that it's not just about me it's not just about my husband it's about this whole team so we have to keep that fight going um for them and that changes your mindset as well. That gives you that energy. Um, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I am quite tired <laughs> as a person. But, you know, I hope I see the long game. I go, OK, you know, we're still here. My bet at the start of March 2020 was that we wouldn't have been. So I can only just keep on fighting and doing our best, really. Yeah, I think you're smashing it as well. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, in terms of... Obviously, government support is also extremely important for local businesses, keeping local businesses going... What do you think the government needs to do now to ensure that we have thriving local businesses in the UK? Um, I think a lot of the local challenges that we've been to other small business owners is at the moment is the uh, utilities pricing. Um, a lot of so unlike with uh, consumer households, we haven't got an energy price cap. So, um, for example, we you know we've seen business owners that have had their utilities bill, you know, quadruple and everything that we do and, and and for small businesses you don't have a large profit bank this is not just eating into your profits this is this is you now no longer breaking even and it feels like you know sometimes for for us as we're we're the sort of forgotten crowd of of people yet we make up a huge part of the economy um so it is it's i don't want to be one of these people that kind of complains yeah. I, I i'm just i sort of feel like your best sort of bet is to crack on and and, and adapt and, and and move forward with the times but for me you know we've we're the amount we don't have any kind of cash reserves because they've all been hemorrhaged from the last two years of dealing with a pandemic so i think from a, a governmental perspective i think giving more support in terms of making sure with everything that's happening in the world at the moment that those those utility prices don't just keep on going up exponentially because for us as a production business we can the only way we can survive is by can make you know using energy um and yes as much as i'd love to convert to eco uh energy we i mean all our energy contract was already from uh renewable sources anyway and we're still being affected um but to sort of invest in solar for example you know that's that's I mean, 60,000, 70,000, which, you know, where, wow. am, I else, where, yeah. where am I going to get that from exactly, like, yeah. at the moment? That's so, a lot of beer. Yes, a lot of beer. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and, and finally, if our listeners, they want to get involved with Double Barreled or maybe they want to visit the tap room, what do they need to do? Um, so a couple of things. So we are, yeah, we have a tap room uh, we open on Fridays and Saturdays and we also do brewery tours where you can come down. We often have rotating street food t- trucks. Um, you can often find our beer on campus as well. Um, and we have just uh, working in a partnership at the moment with a very cool new venue in town. Um, it's going to be called uh, Blue Collar Corner and Arena. It's opening um, on the 12th of March. It's a uh, four different street food 
uh, vendors outside rooftop bar and we're supplying all of the beer for it. Um, so hopefully you'll be getting some double browed beer down there pretty soon, I think. Ooh, as well. Hopefully, so- hopefully. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. That was Lucy from Double Barrel there. Thank you.